Boom. Hi, everypony, and welcome to Macintosh and Mod, the show about My Little Pony from two adults who love it in spite of their children. Welcome to Macintosh and Mod. I'm Diana, aka Mod. And I'm David, aka Macintosh. And this is Season 5, Episode 9, Slice of Life, also known as the 100th episode of My Little Pony, and therefore the official 100th episode of Macintosh and Mod. It's chaos in Ponyville as the main battle of Bugbear and Cranky Doodle and Matilda realize that a printing error might ruin their wedding. So this entire episode is about all of the background ponies. And if you've been following our podcast at all, you know that the background ponies are super important to us. We have made it a, a big deal for our podcast. So when we started doing Random Ponies, which I believe we started in our third episode, we didn't know this episode existed. We had no clue. It wasn't until my sister, on her first guest appearance at the end of season three, mentioned this episode. I was like, what? And then I had to go find it. And I knew it was the 100th celebration. So this is just a huge, like, I consider this a personal gift to me. And then I also had a lot of panic that I would not be able to find a rando pony for this episode. But it's all rando ponies. I, exactly. but. How many have I burned? Oh, a, a lot. lot. At least, at least, and it's way more than this, at least 100. <laughs> at least 100. So aside from doing this episode like we normally would, we have a very special thing that we have created for our listeners. And that is a very special rando pony image featuring three pony characters, a unicorn, a pegasus, and an earth pony. And we have this created by Elena Sessiati. You can find her on Twitter at Elena, E-L-E-N-A underscore C-E-C-C-O-T-T-I. And it is adorable. And we have it available in our new merch store. What? Yes, we have a merch store on Public now. And that image is going to be featured on t-shirts and stickers available for you ponies to purchase along with some Macintosh and Mod merch featuring our logo and some of color variants on our logo for you to wear or buy stickers and throw them up on all your stuff. It's so exciting. We're very excited, if only for the fact that we get to buy our own t-shirts now. Yeah. Elena's picture is gorgeous. It's so beautiful. She is available for commissions, so you can go find her. She's amazing. We'll throw a link to her stuff in our show notes. And she was so easy to work with. So please seek her out if you ever need any art made. I just can't believe we're here. <laughs> I can. We've been barreling towards this moment for Lord knows how long at this point. We premiered our first episode in July 2017. So it's been a year and a half. Whew. That's actually not very long to get to 100 episodes. No. we Of one podcast, we have several. We have too many. Yeah. So quick in-network commercial we also have Macintosh and mod haven't seen what which is a podcast where we make each other watch movies we should have already seen we're in our third season right now and uh it's we're beefing it up it's gotten intense this season 
We're about to start our second go-round with Bond doing the Roger Moore series. And we're also currently in the third season of our Riverdale podcast called The Doghouse. So if you like this whole rewatch that we do, we do it for Riverdale as well. And for our Patreon members, we have an exclusive Chilling Adventures of Sabrina podcast that we release only on Patreon. Mm-hmm. So if... The shirts aren't enough for you. The stickers aren't enough for you. You need more of us in all of our different capacities. You can go become a Patreon member at patreon.com slash Macintosh and Mod at the $2 and up level. Not only do you get shout outs here on our podcast, you also get access to all of our exclusive content. So it's that Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, extra movies, all of our Equestria Girl stuff. And other extra stuff as we figure it out and come up with it. Yeah. Like, I think we're going to come up with some merch that's exclusive to our Patreon. Yeah, like, I'm still figuring out some stuff with this whole merch thing, but it's going to happen. Okay. It's going to happen. So thank you all who've been here, who've listened. We've gotten so many wonderful emails recently and just messages. We've just like did not expect that. And it's so sweet and we love it. We've had some amazing guests this season. We have some amazing guests coming up. And we've just we've just been having so much fun going through My Little Pony. And we're about to have maybe the most fun we've ever had today. Just a quick behind the scenes. This is the first time we have actually had to sit down and really discuss who was going to do which voice. Yeah. Because so, we just sort of figured it out as we went most of the time. Uh, yeah. Beforehand, we were just kind of like, oh, I can do this one. Okay, you do it. Oh, I can. Oh, no, I'm actually better at this one than you. I'll do it. Okay, cool. Like it was like a very quick, easy negotiation this time. It's like, nope, that's you. That's you. (laughs) All right. Well, let's get into our episode. We start with going through a photo album and it's some familiar characters. It's Matilda and Cranky Doodle Donkey. I'll never understand the ponies in this town. Everywhere I went, they were all gussied up and looking at me funny. Kept asking if I was nervous. Do they forget the wedding is tomorrow? Well, maybe they're just as excited for us to be married as I am. Mm-hmm. Well, they're going to feel awfully silly when they realize they got the wrong date. <gasps> the invitations are wrong! And this says the wedding is today! But I got such a good deal on them. Everybody in town got these! The princesses even RSVP'd! I told you we should have eloped. Eloping is the greatest thing ever. Agreed. Yeah, it was the best decision we ever made. Oh, dear. The caterer, the flowers, the musicians. We've got to move it all today. What? Where's my wedding planner? And so Matilda goes running out the door and we cut to Cranky Doodle giving a stern talking to... You told me you could do it for half what the others charge, and then you sent the invitations to every pony in town with the wrong date. Muffin? And Cranky Doodle is talking to Derpy, who pulls out a basket of muffins. <laughs> Yay, it's Derpy. Okay, I would murder whoever screwed up my wedding invitations. Because that was like the only thing I cared about, even though like we eloped. We did announcements, and that was like the only thing I gave a shit about. I wouldn't murder someone if the invitations came in wrong like a month before when I still had time to get them reprinted and taken care of. Mm -hmm. If it was the day before, which this is bad planning on Cranky's part to begin with. This is bad proofing on the behalf of the bride and the groom or the stallion and the mare. I don't know what they're, they're called. So 
My little pony, my little pony. Ah. So we see Twilight run through town, like <laughs> just running, like she is on a mission. And we cut to Derpy. She's dining outside. I really messed up on these invitations. I feel awful, Doc. <laughs> Perhaps that explains why I never got mine. And we see Savoir Faire come by and he's serving. I told Cranky I could get him printed for cheap, but that meant hiring some pony with no experience using a printing press. And we cut to... Pip and his printing press in the basement of the school. He is covered in ink. It exploded. Oh, I wish there was a way I could go back in time and fix all this. Going back in time is old thinking, my friend. And it's Dr. Hooves. Uh And he shows us to his quote-unquote lab, i.e. his TARDIS. They don't show a TARDIS, but we have to assume that he's in a TARDIS. And Derpy is his companion? Uh Uh-huh! This is adorable. (laughs) Like, she gets into, like, this wooden... Plain and has like a helmet on with made from a colander. I was working off a cutting edge theory of making time come forward to you. My life's work, decades, centuries really, of research and experimentation, and I nearly had it cracked. Turns out there's a magic spell for it. Who knew? And so she goes over to this one of those like weird orbs and it makes her hair staticky and it goes up and it goes down. She's messing with everything in the lab. Yeah, she's just looking around. There are so many things that magic can't explain, where science and mathematics are the real magic. Like these? They're pretty. Oh, yes, my flameless fireworks. Never could quite figure out how to get them to ignite. And she's looking at this glass tube that's filled with these beautiful, colorful flowers. Mm -hmm. They're glowing the rainbow colored. How did you learn to make this stuff anyway? I've been studying science my whole life. Ever since a particularly traumatic experience as a foal, I've been looking for ways to make sense of the world around me. Science provides explanations of things we never thought possible. Now, why did we come here again? (laughs) He he just talks so damn much, he forgets what the fuck he was doing. He's just like off in his own world. So she's like, oh yeah, so I did this thing and blah, blah, blah. And Dr. Hooves decides, crap, I need to get my suit tailor and runs off. Rarity, rarity. Like, this is not the issue at hand, dude. Well, that seems to be the MO for this entire episode. Correct. Dr. Hooves is trying to find Rarity, but she is not at the boutique. And DJ Pwn3 walks by. And Dr. Hooves is trying to get their attention. And DJ Pwn3 cannot hear him at all. Please, you've got to help me. I lost track of time unbelievably and forgot that the wedding is this afternoon. Have you seen Rarity? She's got to alter the sleeves of her suit. She's got to do it now. And so, like, DJ Pwn3 is just kind of like, whatever, and starts going off in a different direction. Oh, <laughs> thank goodness. Lead on, my friend. And now they're at the bowling alley. And she, like, points into the bowling alley and then walks away. Yeah. Uh, why have you brought me here? Rarity would never set hoof in. <gasps> in walks Three dashing stallions. Great wickering stallions. They've got style. Gentle Colts, I'm facing certain calamity, and I couldn't help noticing your remarkable fashion sense. Could I have the name of your incredible tailor? And it is none other than our big Lebowski ponies. Yep, it's the Latrotsky ponies. Previous rando ponies of the week. Oh yeah, man. His name is me. Me. What an unfortunate name. No, man, like... I manufacture all my own garments. 
We all do, man. Then you've got to help me. I need this suit tailored. It's an emergency. They're just like, okay, we'll do it. But you got to play on our bowling team. And Dr. Ho's like, looks at like how you get the pins to go down. And he does all this visual mathematics. It's like, not worth it. I'm sorry, gentle coats, but I will not bowl. The splits, the spares, there are simply too many variables. Variables? What are you talking about, man? Just throw the ball straight. Hold on. Straight? So he does He does some new math. Literally just showing the ball going straight, straight to the pins. Yep. Very well. I'll try your straight technique. Might just be crazy enough to work. So we cut to outside and we see that the main six are all together and they're having a very huddled discussion. Like some something is happening. But we have the rest of the townies just standing there like watching the main six do what they're going to do. We know where they're headed with this. Of course. Of course. But it's just so funny. Mm-hmm. Do we know what they're on about? The way they're huddled up like that, I'd say that it's either a friendship problem or a monster attack. A monster attack? Blast! I'm performing at the ceremony this afternoon and I still haven't sorted out what to play. How am I meant to practice with a monster invading Ponyville? Maybe it's just a friendship problem and it'll all be cleared up in a half an hour or so. (laughs) (laughs) 22 minutes. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The writers did say that they made this episode as like a love letter to the fandom. It's so freaking meta. It's the best. I hope so. Where's Pinkie Pie? I need my wedding planner. So we see this, what is described as a bugbear in the air. And the main six start their face off. And so they're zapping him and then they all fly away. And then we hear more zapping. Oh no, my wedding day. Somebody's got to help me. You! And we see Amethyst Star, who's like pointing ponies at where they need to go because there's mayhem afoot. Mm-hmm. Me? I need to move an entire wedding from tomorrow to today. But no ponies asked me to organize anything since Twilight came to town. <laughs> so you'll do it? I used to be the best organizer in all of Ponyville. You bet I'll. <sighs> Whoa! Come on, we better get to the salon before the monster flattens it. Like Rainbow Dash has been thrown against a wall. So this bugbear means a business. So like the bugbear's still growling and, and Derpy just like flies right by the fight. Like it's not even on her radar that it's happening. Oh, what am I going to do? Matilda, I feel so bad about the invitations. Is there anything I can do? Flowers. <laughs> and like Derpy's really excited. Okay, I have a task. I can help make it better. So she goes over. To the flower ponies, who are also rando ponies of the week. Uh, you want Matilda's arrangements today? And they faint, they, just like they did the first time we met like, them. Like, we see them almost in the exact position that they were in the first time we met them. It's so funny. It's ridiculous. This is awful. The horror. The horror. So there's no way you can do it? We don't even have Matilda's flowers yet, much less arranged. Okay, thanks anyways. The bugbear's coming back and through another direction. Look, girls, a broken stem on one of the zinnias. What? (laughs) Oh, the the horror. horror. The horror. And they have fainted again. (laughs) So now we cut to the town hall and Lyra and Sweetie Drops are decorating. And they're like being cute together. I so ship them. Oh, they've like full on just accepted this. I mean, they're adorable. It is adorable. I love it. I'm so into it. 
I have to admit, when Matilda said we needed this place ready by today, I was a little nervous. With you by my side, I knew we'd get it done in time. There is nothing like a best friend, is there? Anything's possible when you use some pony as well as we know each other. <sighs> what was that? There's some monster attacking Ponyville or something. Oh, what is it this time? A creature from the Everfree Forest? Uh, I think it's some sort of bugbear. <laughs> Did you say bugbear? <clears throat> she runs to the window. It found me. What are you talking about, Bon Bon? My name isn't Bon Bon. It's Special Agent Sweetie Drops. I work for a super secret anti-monster agency in Canterlot. Or at least I did, until the bugbear went missing from Tartarus a few years back. And it has gotten very dramatic. And this, I love this callback. Because when I first met Sweetie Drops, like, her name's Bon Bon. But she has been inconsistently named between merchandise and the show. And so it's so meta. And like, if y'all have listened to our season one, which I'm sorry for the sound quality, we knew not what we did. Like my drama with caramel creme brulee as a rainbow <laughs> pony. Like, and he, he does show up in this episode. Like, it's so bad. But the fact that they saw it. They did it. And then they made it a character plot point warms my dark black heart thing. <laughs> it's so great. I just love... You know, they have to shut everything down. Everything was destroyed. Celestia demanded complete deniability. And Lyra is... What? <laughs> like, Sweetie Drop at this point has pulled out a suitcase and a grappling hook. <laughs> Lyra starts off and just like, you're just fucking with me. And now is really concerned. What? It was me who captured the bugbear. I had to go deep cover here in Ponyville and assume the name Bon Bon. I never thought it'd be able to track me. But now... It has. Are you saying our whole friendship was based on a lie? I'm sorry, Lyra. I couldn't tell you for your own protection. But but the lunches, the long talks, the benches we sat on, none of that was real. <laughs> it was all real. You're my very best friend. Her mare friend. They're mare friends. I know. Her mare friends. <laughs> so Sweetie Drops repels out the window and then she like, Starts walking backwards into the crowd. I've got to go find a crowd to blend into before I put you in danger. I'll see you at the wedding. Fine, but we're going to talk about this later. <laughs> I love them so much. It's so my favorite thing to <laughs> ever happen, I think. I think, but some other stuff happens in this episode. Okay, but this is top 10 in all of my little pony. <laughs> it's so good. I'm going to have to come up with that list when we finally get to season nine. They just took a random meta bit and turned it into a full on fucking relationship. And it's the best thing that could ever happen. <laughs> the benches we sat on. None of it was real. <laughs> ah, back to Cranky. I need my ring today, no matter the cost, as long as it doesn't cost any extra. <laughs> okay, so we cut back to the bowling alley. 710 split, man. Harshest of the harsh. But if you pick this up, we win the whole shebang. Dr. Hooves takes a very calm approach, exhales, and then Derpy slams the door open. Doc! I finally figured out how I can help. The flameless fireworks look just like flowers. I'll use them for the wedding. Hooves has already let go of the ball, not paying attention. Mm -hmm. Great wickering stallions! Wait! And he runs off after her. The pin, the seven gets hit. It rolls. It wobbles. 
It doesn't hit the 10. And Walter, Walter Subcheck, grunts angrily. Wait, the flameless fireworks are extremely volatile. Without knowing what the trigger is, they could go off at any moment. My word, is that a bugbear? And the bugbear literally, like, is growling across the screen as the friends are continuing to fight. <laughs> They're just there. Oh. Fighting a bugbear. Oh, what's going on over there? Uh, they don't need my help. I'm good. Good times. So we cut to the spa with Matilda. She's there. She's getting ready for the wedding. Oh, there are too many things I'm forgetting. I hope Cranky remembers to tell the musicians. Oh. I'll never get my mane done in time. You must relax, my dear. We can handle anything. We once did a pony's hair during the ceremony. And so then we we zoom out and we see this giant purple dragon in the tub next to Matilda. Oh, it's true. It's true. They really are the best. Matilda, I've just got to say, I already feel like we're family. You do? Of course, I'm Stephen Magnet, Cranky's best beast. You're Stephen Magnet? Well, what do you expect, Bugbear? I've known Cranky forever. Surely he must have told you about the time he saved me from Flash Freeze Lake. You're Stephen Magnet. Oh, I know, I know. Typical Cranky to leave out minor details, like the fact like I'm, you know, a sea monster, right? Okay, so I I had said he was a dragon. He's a sea monster, but he looks so much like a dragon. He has a magnificent head of hair and mustache. He really does. It's got a lot of personality. I just love that old burrow. I'm sorry, Stephen. I guess I assumed you were a pony, and I had no idea you had such adventures together. Oh, honey, you don't even know the half of it. But let me tell you something. In all that we've been through together, the only thing he ever cared about was finding you. Really? Well, that and a baldness cure. <laughs> he is the sweetest thing, isn't he? All the stress I put myself through, all the stress I put him through, the only thing that matters is that we're together. The wedding isn't the important thing. The marriage is. Speak truth, that Matilda. That is the truth. Amen. Yes, forget the wedding. And forget what Stephen Magnet says next. Yeah, the whole wedding industry is built on what he's about to say. Oh, goodness gracious. If you believe that, I have got a bridge to sell you. All these ponies traveling to Ponyville, putting on uncomfortable clothes, sitting through a long ceremony. You think any of them care about the marriage? Honey, the wedding is everything. Now Matilda is so nervous that her teeth are rattling and you are fucking rude, Stephen. Stephen? I went, hey, Stephen, Stephen, fuck you. You are no longer allowed at the wedding. Mmm. Nah, he's still best beast. Okay, so now we catch up with DJ Pone 3, and they are walking into their house, which from the outside of the house we see is split down the middle designed by DJ Pone 3 and Octavia Medley. So apparently they live together. Yeah, that was what I was like. They're, they're roommates? Weird. I mean, I, it makes sense if you're going to practice music all the time. Like, that's cool, but we're just now figuring this out. Hmm. So like, yeah, we're inside. Octavia is playing the wedding march on her cello. Ugh, all these wedding songs are so standard. I want Matilda and Cranky's wedding to be special. And so DJ Pone 3 has taken off their headphones. Like, we've never seen them without without the headphones. And hitting pedals, trying some scratches. And, like, they're adding some flair. But Octavia's not feeling it. Thanks, but I'm not sure that's appropriate for a wedding, is it? And so DJ Pone 3 keeps listening and like makes some adjustments, creates a new beat and adds some more stuff. 
And it's working with the cello. Uh-huh. That's more like it. And so, like, they keep going back and forth, and they're jamming, and, like, it just keeps building. And, like, at certain point, DJ's twirling a record, and Octavia's twirling her bow. And then, like, we see these giant speakers come up, and it just keeps getting super, super intense. And then the record scratches. Stop! I'm going to be late for the wedding! And busting out the door is the entire DJ rig set up while still playing. And Octavia is on top of one of the speakers playing her cello. And so as this happens, they just like quickly and then at the same time in slow motion pass a crowd in front of the Canterlock Boutique. This is where we get our first rando pony option. Yes, first and option because we're going to have a poll for our listeners. First one's going to be Storm Feather. He's standing there in the crowd. He's got a nice swoopy hairdo. He's our first option. Ooh, I like a swoopy hairdo. I love a swoopy hairdo. And so they, they're they in the DJ rig and they're going downtown. They're going super fast. But oh, it looks like they're about to hit a building. So Octavia hooks a lamppost with her bow and they make a quick, sharp turn. That would break your bow. And like tear apart the rig. None of this is sound at all. No. But it's awesome. And then we run into rando pony option number two, Hubert Jellius. He's a big stallion covered in jelly. That's interesting. We have actually seen him before. He is next to Button Mash and Dance Fever. (laughs) And we see them all together. So this rig keeps going through town. And as it happens, they keep like almost like running into other ponies. And then the ponies get added to this giant structure. Yeah, they all like fly up in the air and then land on the speakers. And it keeps getting faster and faster and just like ridiculous. And we keep getting this cuts back and forth. It's really fast. And we keep hearing the dubstep. And then all of a sudden in the middle of it, we get this two frame picture of humans wearing horse head costumes. And the people in the photo are the storyboard supervisor, Timothy Packford, director, Jim Miller, storyboard artist, Katrina Hadley, Friendship is Magic supervising director, Jason Thiessen, and Rainbow Rocks co-director, Ishi Rudell. I I didn't even see it. Oh, it's, it's a two second. I've got the picture right here. Wow. Yeah, it's in there. It was absolutely in there. That's bizarre. Mm-hmm. And as this is happening, we cut to Gummy in the window watching this all happen. What is life? Is it nothing more than the endless search for a cutie mark? And what is a cutie mark but a constant reminder that we're all only one bugbear attack away from oblivion? And what of the poor gator? Flank, forever blank, destined to an existential swim down the river of life to an unknowable destiny. And Gummy licks his face. <laughs> that was the best existential monologue from Gummy that it ever could be. It is ramped up so much. And then we hit Gummy waxing philosophical. The most bizarre moment in the entire episode. And so then we cut back to the DJ rig. It hits a curb and everybody goes flying into the town hall and into their chairs. Great. Wonderful. We got some other rando ponies in there. And Octavia and DJ Pwn3 land at their spots at the at the mm-hmm. front of the stage. Something like that might work. We zoom over to the present corner where everyone's dropping their gifts. This is my favorite bit. What do you mean you left it on the counter? 
I thought you were bringing it. Well, isn't this wonderful? And we see Spike, you know, drop his gift off. That's right. Princess Celestia and Princess Luna forgot to bring the gift. Mm-hmm. I handled the gift for Cadence and Shining Armor. You were supposed to do this one, remember? Well, we can't just come to this wedding empty hoofed. And then we cut over to the crowd and we see Shining Armor and Princess Cadence. <laughs> it's, it's all right. He always cries at weddings. <laughs> Usually it's not until the wedding starts. <laughs> oh, marriage. <laughs> Shining Armor so great. So now we see there's a couple urns with all of the flameless flowers in them. These flameless fireworks look even better than flowers. Attention, every pony. Special Agent Sweetie Drops has come in with sunglasses on. Our friends have done it. They've defeated the bugbear. Yay! And Sweetie Drops kind of slowly walks up to Lyra. Hey. Hello. So, uh, you didn't happen to mention our earlier conversation about my secret identity to any pony, did you? No, I did not. You're not the only one that keeps a secret, you know. You know those expensive imported oats that you were saving for a special occasion? I cooked them up and I ate them. All of them! (laughs) It's sort of thrilling to reveal your deepest, darkest secrets. That's what best friends are for. Oh, it's so cute. They find their seats and then we cut to Princess Celestia and Luna sitting in their stairs. Next time, you can bring your own gift and I'll bring mine. Fine. And then we see Dr. Hoofs with the fourth doctor's scarf wrapped around him and trailing. Oh, Tom Baker. Running into the town hall. There you are. My suit has vanished and this was the only thing left in my closet. How do I look? Like a million bits. Great wickering stallions. Look at the time. We'd better get inside. Allons-y. I can't believe I lost my hair. I look ridiculous. The love of my life deserves better than this. Have no fear, Cranky, my dear. It's Stephen Magnet's mustache to the rescue. And he cuts off a part of his mustache and makes a new hairpiece for Cranky. No, thanks, buddy. Oh, no problem. Now you get in there and marry that donkey. That sounds so weird. Yeah, but he's a donkey. And so now we cut to the altar. Mayor Mayor is presiding over all this. Well, there's everybody here. All set, Mayor. Except, guess who hasn't walked in yet? None of the main six are there. <laughs> Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to join these two in matrimony. As I look around this room, I can only imagine how uncomfortable Cranky must be. <laughs> it's really sweet because then Mayor Man goes on about like how sweet all these ponies are and how remarkable they are that they work together to make this all happen and that it's not just the main characters in our stories that make life so rich it's every pony which is gonna make me fucking cry god damn this show if it weren't for every pony in this room and many more who couldn't be here today cranky and matilda's life wouldn't be as full and vibrant as they are and so now we're looking at the entire crowd and we see a changeling Sitting by himself. One of these things is not like the other. Well, we pan over and all of the children are like... like no, Yeah, everyone's kind of like gotten away from him. Little changing's like, hey, what's up? I'm just at a wedding. And so like we see the crowd, like Stephen Magnet's crying. He grabs bulk biceps like a like teddy a, bear. Yeah. 
And so, in front of all these loved ones, Cranky, do you take this donkey to be your lawfully wedded wife? You bet I do. And do you, Matilda, take this donkey to be your lawfully wedded husband? I do. That I'm proud to say I pronounce you Jack and Jenny. Oh, they're kissing. And then the flameless fireworks start exploding. And Dr. Hooves jumps out of his seat. Of course! They need love to ignite! How could I have missed it? Then we pan out to outside the town hall, and the main six are watching all of this through a window, because, you know, Derpy locked the door. (laughs) (laughs) You know something, girls? We are so lucky to live in this town. I love you all. She goes to hug everybody in this big hug. Ow! That's where the bugbear bit me! Sorry! So good! Uh, this is just like, they could not have made a better episode for like us specifically. <laughs> like, it's they true. Just, they real like the only way they could have made it better is if there was Macintosh and Mod in it. I know. That was the only thing. Or if there was an episode of just Macintosh and Mod going on an adventure. All the in-jokes, all the references, all the bits. It's a f- fun, ridiculous episode mm-hmm. where you're just like, what the hell is happening? But if you've been a fan of this show forever or if you've watched any amount of it, you're going to get at least one huge giggle payoff that you're like, holy crap, they really did that? When they say that they made this so for the fandom, they absolutely did. There was a lot more that they actually had scripted, but they ended up cutting out. Like at one point, Octavia was supposed to have a whole battle with King Sombra. Devil went down to Georgia style. I'm like, no, okay, we got to pull that back. They were going to have like Flash Sentry and Coco Pomel do this whole thing. They were going to have more with the main six. And they just were like, doesn't make sense. They thought about having Sunset Shimmer show up. But then they realized that like it makes no sense for her to come all the way to Equestria to Ponyville for just some random donkey's wedding. Yeah. So I like how they, they kept it really tight and just kept the gag that the main six are off doing their adventures. But yeah, all the other ponies have this rich, full life. And this is something that I know comes up later in the season of like, hey, other stuff is going on while you're doing your thing, people. Yeah. And I love it. I I think that's also a really good lesson for people and kids. It's like, it's not all about you. Like other people have full lives happening that you may not be a part of. Not in an exclusionary way, but just like, that's just the way the world works. Yeah. <sighs> it's so good. It's so great. And It's just insane to think that season nine is airing now and in season nine, they're going to hit the 200th episode. So we have that to look forward to. And it's just, this has been so fun. And thank you for being here for this and just supporting us in whatever way you've been able to. Again, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You can leave us a review on iTunes. It helps us get into other people's ears. If you know somebody who loves My Little Pony, recommend us to them. Talk about us on on social media. Uh Uh-huh. And maybe we might be coming to a convention in your area. Whoa. Yes, we are currently looking at the calendar and seeing what we might be able to do. And we might be going to meet up with some bronies. Mm. So when we get some plans solidified, we will announce that. And we want to meet you. We want to see you. It's going to be awesome. So until next time. Bye, everypony!
Thanks for listening. Be sure to review and rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcast. For questions, comments, and recommendations, you can email us at macintoshandmod at gmail.com or find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook.